Hey, today on Jesus, Sex, and Politics, we're bringing you something a little bit different. We're going to start a segment called The Heart of the Candidate. And this is a way for you, the voters, to be able to hear the heart of those running for office. And so what we'll do is we'll interview the candidates. We'll bring them into the studio and just ask them all the tough questions, let them share why they're running, who they are, what their heart really truly is when it comes to stewarding our nation so that you can be more informed and get out there and support the right candidate. Not just a candidate, but the right candidate. So we hope you enjoy. We're going to bring you more of these candidates as we go through the next election cycles. And uh, But today, it's going to be an amazing conversation with a woman running for clerk treasurer in Westfield, Indiana. Welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. Nathan's in Spain, so he's not here right now. But we got a special show for you today. We are actually doing a little bit, little bit something different. I normally do a uh, kind of an endorsement list for primary season, and we kind of bring candidates. I bring candidates in personally. I talk to them. Where do they stand on issues? And then I, I let people know, like, hey, these are the, uh, these are the candidates that I believe are conservative, genuinely, and they are. Or uh, this is why they're the best candidate, and I put that out in my newsletter, uh, you know, right before election season. This year, I didn't do that. I thought, well, why don't we do something a little different? Why don't we bring the candidates in to the studio, and you can hear from their own their own mouth what they believe, why they believe it, and why they think you should get behind them and support them for whatever office they're running for. So we're going to do the very first one uh, with a good friend of mine, and. And honestly, I'm a huge supporter, big fan of her, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But uh, Marla Ayler, running for Westfield Clerk Treasurer. Marla, thank you for coming into the studio. Well, thanks for having me back for a second time. I know. This is round two for you. So, yeah. You're so popular, so loved. <laughs> well, you, uh, you've got a lot of great supporters in the community. You've been at this for a while. Uh, you've been in the political kind of least the sphere you've been very active speaking out about fiscal conservatism with the Hamilton County fiscal conservatives early on but now you work in the Westfield clerk treasurer's office and you're running for the actual job of the Westfield clerk treasurer um, tell us a little bit about why you're running what you would do maybe first of all for the listeners what does the clerk treasurer actually do well that's been really fun knocking doors trying to explain to people what the clerk treasurer's office does because they have this kind of overview, but nobody really seems to know. So in addition to um, keeping the books for the city of Westfield, um, the clerk treasurer in in any municipality is really charged with the management of the budget. So we don't create it. Um, That's a charge of the mayor's office in any municipality. But what we do is uh, make sure that any expense uh, goes with the appropriation And then each line, an appropriation line, has a specific target code is what I would call it, or a dimension code is technically what it is. And it varies based on where you are, but for us, it's a nine-digit code. And so every single line has to be accounted for to the penny. But we use a very unusual um, and um, more in-depth accounting system than some others. Um, The software is a double, it's called double-entry modified accrual accounting system, and um, but then in addition to that, um, we do all the POs, all the invoicing, um, the bookkeeping, the auditing, 
Um, but then we have a records manager who has to take care of all the agendas for the city council, take the minutes for the RDC, the Redevelopment Commission in any municipality, uh, the Board of Public Works. And so it's not sitting there with an adding machine all day long just doing accounting. I, I think so many people think that's what it is. And so by degree, I'm a public administrator. So I, I am all about the science of government rather than um, just an accountant who geeks out on numbers. But, I mean, I do get pretty geeked out on numbers. <laughs> well, you, you have... Uh, you are gunning for, in my opinion, the worst job in all of history. So uh, I would absolutely hate this job with a passion. Like you're basically saying, okay, the executive branch, which is the mayor, creates the budget. The legislative branch, which is the council, approves the budget. Correct. Correct. And then you are the you are the unfortunate soul that has to make sure that the budget and the people are spending money appropriately where it's spending all the different line items, all the initiatives of a city. Holy smokes. That's like, seems like a really big job. It, it is highly regulated, um, mostly by statute. And then we have to report to the state board of accounts and the department of local government finance, you know, and hit these uh, deadlines that they've established every year for different reporting uh, functions. So, yeah, it seems pretty boring to a person who's not interested in it. But for someone like me, um, you know, making sure that there has been an appropriation or an act by the fiscal body, that that money is there. And it's never a matter of, gee, are we going to run out of money? It's, have you budgeted appropriately by department? And then we disperse that money and you're, you're not allowed to go over budget. You're just not. So we, can, we can't end in a negative number. That's uh, it's probably really hard to get politicians to like not go over budget. It there, is very hard. There is, so we're in, we're in Life Church right now in our Noblesville campus is where our podcast studio is. And, and, and today, uh, our, our Marla of our church, her name is Maria, She's, she does what you do okay. uh, for our church. And she, like, I don't know how she puts up with people like me or Nathan or, you know, just kind of the, the visionaries where we're saying, oh, yeah, let's go do this. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's fine. The money's there somewhere. We just, it'll work out. God will provide, right? Like, and then she always has to be our string to our kite, you know, pull us back down. And you actually have to do that with politicians, which I feel like, you know, pastors and politicians, okay, like, yeah, sometimes you, there's some strong personalities in there, but politicians really, that would be hard to do. Yeah, well, the better part of what you said is God will provide, because in this case, the government will provide. Um, <laughs> oh, and man. that's not really very fun to think about. Um, but it's really the taxpayers will provide. That's right, right? yes. And yeah. so um, we're very fortunate in Hamilton County that there is an abundance of money generally, but then you have to really temper your projects um, and, and give it a lot of thought and consideration. But we're so fortunate in Westfield and, frankly, I think probably all the municipalities here that we've got some top-notch people as department heads that are they're all appointed by mayors. Um, and they really know what they're doing and they care about what they're doing. So they do have a tendency to stay on budget. Um, the clerk-treasurer can make, through an ordinance at the end of the year, uh, make the appropriate transfers. But we've we've not been in a situation where oh my gosh, we're just totally out of money. But if that happens, you can do an additional appropriation, um, which is, again, another ordinance. And you have to get the permission of the fiscal body to say we're going to need some more money. Um, and I, I got to go to a really cool, con <laughs> I said cool. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I'm going to guess it's not cool to the average listener, but uh, yeah, to but you, you geek out on this stuff, correct, which is amazing. Correct. But it, it was a conference, nonetheless, <laughs> and I thought it was neat. Um, that was in Muncie, but it was clerk treasurers um, from all around the state, towns and cities, and controllers also. So I was really blessed to meet um, the assistant controller for the city of Noblesville and their payroll specialist, made good friends with a controller down from Jeffersonville, which is a great comparison to Westfield by population. Um, and and you make friends, and then, you know, government uh, financing is really never about reinventing the wheel. Mm. Everything that can be done has already been done. Yeah. So it's kind of taking cues from those people, and they're really willing to share policy. Um, let's see, I just got from Greenwood their investment policy because the clerk treasurer is also the fiscal officer, so you're dealing with, you know, tens of millions of dollars that you're going to invest every year to try and make interest for your city. So we did a great job last year. Now the interest rates are up, but compared to the year prior, it was abysmal. You, um, you've been somebody that has impressed me in many ways, but I would say the, the, the key thing I think about when I think about Marla Ayler as a uh, quote-unquote politician is you know what you're doing. I mean, you are competent for the job you're running for. Uh, and I would say above and beyond competent for this position. You you study, you dive into the regulations, the the ordinances. You dive into what does the law say. You're not just a popularity contest person. A lot of politicians don't have any clue how to govern. They're good at winning popularity uh, competitions, but when they get in the office and actually need to do do the job, they are they are woefully just unprepared or underqualified and you are you I think are good at both you you know how to win you know the approval of people which is part of politics when you're out campaigning you got to be able to sell your message sell your vision why would you be a good pick for this office you do that well but I would say you're going to be in an even more amazing just clerk treasurer when you actually win this I believe you will win this position and and uh and I think I think it's going to bless the people of Westfield because you really know what you're doing and and I think what I like about Marla, just to all the listeners out there, is that she's able to communicate between the two branches, the executive and the legislative. Well, you're you're kind of a bridge, and and I think you'll you're willing to speak truth to power. We've seen that. You'll tell the executive branch, hey, you're out of line, you can't do this. You'll tell the legislative branch, you're out of line, you can't do this. Like this is not legally or legislatively or constitutionally like appropriate or allowed. And and you're not you're not you're not uh, afraid to kind of you know whip the hornet's nest if you will if you need to do that a lot of a lot of politicians don't like to ruffle feathers and we need that but you're also very easy to work with too and that's that's a that's a blessing i think that's kind of rare in politics based on a couple emails this morning that would not be the case (laughs) (laughs) so so i'm told um so you know I always say, I realize I'm not a lawyer, but I can read. Yeah. And that's where I talk about, you know, it's so highly regulated. The rules exist in Indiana code. You just need to go where to, you know, know where to look look for them. And then you adhere to them. And so one of the the problems that we have right now is I looked for counsel um, because I was instructed to by my current boss, the clerk treasurer, Cindy Gossard. And she said, reach out to the SBOA on this specific issue. Which, for the listeners, SBOA? The State Board of Accounts. Um, They're the auditing agency for the state, and they're really overwhelmed trying to get into different offices. But you will be audited every year on your performance as a government on the whole. Um, Unfortunately, given that it's now 2023, I think our last audit was 
2020. So I think we're waiting on 21 and 22 to occur. And we're looking forward to that just so we can also get some guidance like, hey, are we doing anything wrong? And there's no teeth to it uh, per se. It's not like you're going to go to jail or someone's someone's head's going to roll, but it is more of a, hey, best practices, make sure that you're... You know, yeah. clean this area up a little bit. And Absolutely. House cleaning. It's all yeah. about best practices. Where can you correct your policy and procedure? What's your explanation for, you know, why this fell through the cracks or, um, and, and it's not money that falls through the cracks. It's, you know, this, you should have done this by a resolution or yeah. you should have had some communication on this or a contract here or there. Um, so th- they're, they're wonderful to work with. Um, but I had to reach out to them on this particular issue and, you know, kind of got told this morning, well, I don't agree with your opinion. <laughs> well, it's not my opinion. It's their opinion. And I'm sorry that you don't like their opinion, but this is the way they're saying yeah. it has to be done. Well, how fast can you do that? Uh, well, it's not for me to do. That's for you. So I appreciate that you said, like, you know, that I can create this bridge. I am certainly trying, but um, there's been so much conflict, in certainly in Westfield, and I don't know how much conflict there are in the other municipalities, but it's just trying to say, look, I'm not the same person that my boss is. Um, She's been there for 30 years and she would have no problem saying, well, I'm over that person. So they don't even deserve a response. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite things to say, sometimes no response is your response. Yeah, there you go. But I'm trying to be more delicate about it and really, really appreciate the people that I work with. I've, because I've been in the office now, it'll be a year in May. And uh, I, I love what I do love the people I work with, and really love serving the the taxpayers. But I'm also trying to figure out how to get other people interested in the geeky stuff I like. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get you interested. It may be a lost cause. I'm I'm like, I know where to go to get the right people in the right seats so that I don't have to do this. Like, that's my whole goal. Selfishly, I want to see you elected so that in some, like, crazy collapse of our uh, American society that they don't come to Micah and say, Micah, we need you to take care of all of our our numbers and State Board of Accounts is asking for all of this. (laughs) And be like... Okay, I'm gonna go jump off a cliff. So I'm glad God has wired you that way, and you you are a you're a strong conservative. I mean, I've known you for uh, since I've run for since I ran for Congress. Got to know you back then, and and you really truly have the conservative uh, bona fides to really just uh, you know stand on you know, like, hey, that's who you are in in a plethora of issues now. Clerk Treasurer is obviously dealing. It's the fiscal conservative approach that we want to we want to see, and and to your point. It's very easy for conservatives to get complacent when we have a Hamilton County where there's extra money. Like we we are blessed. God has blessed Hamilton County. There are there's revenues coming in because there's people moving here. There's businesses that want to do business here. But if you're not careful and 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 we it's kind of those seven good years under like Joseph. Remember, Joseph was there's gonna be seven good years, but then there's gonna be seven bad years. And right. if we don't store up and prepare for the seven bad years, it's going to get real bad. And and he did that. He stored up seven good years, the seven bad years of famine. They had everything they needed. It got them through. It saved their whole nation. And people, the nation of Egypt blessed Joseph because of that. I think that's kind of like, I, I see that in you where you're like saying, yeah, it is good right now, but it may not always be good. And we need to prepare just in case we go, we fall in those hard times because inevitably everybody's going to go through hard times governments will go through hard times. Cities will go through hard times. Absolutely. And as an adult academic, because I didn't finish my degree until last year, um, 
Yeah, I went straight to Purdue out of high school and just at 17 didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I quit after my sophomore year and then made the decision to go back to school in 2019. Slow rolled that, but boy, did I have a lot to do during COVID. Um, there was no question what I was going to do. <laughs> so I picked up the pace and went full time and managed to finish my degree last year. But And you graduated from New uh, Hampshire? I graduated from Southern New Hampshire, but all my credits from Purdue transferred. Cool. And then... Um, I was very blessed that I could hone my education into the things that truly, truly interested me, which over the last 10 years, what I figured out is my true interest is in local government and making a difference and impacting people um, through through my academic knowledge, but also my engagement. Um, I've been going to city council meetings for 10 years. You're a weirdo. I am. (laughs) (laughs) I am weird. I have created certainly some detractors when I've stood up and said, Hey, I just don't agree with this, but there was one night, and this is what really, you know, changed the trajectory of my life. And I like to tell people this story. I went to a meeting. It was just an informational meeting with some of the city council back then about, uh, it had to do with Grand Park, but specifically the Grand Park Events Center, because we just finished uh, paying, well, not paying for, but um, financing the bonds that we're going to pay for the Grand Park playing field. And so that building, I had some concerns about because I just didn't think it was necessary. But we were being told it was going to help Grand Park to create a year-round presence. And um, I went with a girlfriend who, she was maybe five feet tall, tiny little lady. And a city councilman backed her into a corner with his finger in her face and said, don't you worry, we know what's best for you. (laughs) And I mean, it was like, snap. (laughs) I just, you know, uh, what I'm, not to say on so many different levels. You never tell a woman that. Certainly, you never say that if you're a politician in America. You know, like right. like you that know, is like unbelievable. You're my elected representative, <laughs> and you don't like my opinion. And now you just told me you're not listening to me. Oh my so goodness! It, it it was it was awe inspiring in retrospect because that was the night that I was like, well. I'm going to start going to all these meetings and I'm going to stay in the know and (laughs) I'm going to testify at these public hearings when nobody else will, because I'm going to speak on the behalf of my community and neighbors. So I've created some detractors. Polling says about 6.5% of them. (laughs) (laughs) However, I think people really appreciate that I will stand in truth. I think I'm always uh, in my delivery, very respectful, which um, is not always the case with people and they want They want answers. They're in a public hearing. And maybe what people don't know is that the city council is not going to respond to you right then and there when you put them on the spot. Um, And then in Westfield, we have a unique situation where all three branches of government are represented by their own attorney at this point. So um, trying to get three attorneys to agree (laughs) on something is much like herding cats, as people say. So they, they never agree. Yeah. Um, and it has put us in a bit of a stifling place. But I think moving forward with, you know, the prospect of having a new mayor and having a new clerk treasurer and then pretty much an entirely new council. We have two incumbents running. Uh, you know, hopefully they'll be reelected if for n- no other reason, which I mean, they're great men. But a new council is going to need some guidance and they're going to need the guidance from not only our office, um, and the mayor, but we can't rely on, um, y- you know, a mayor to go tell a council uh, what that, to do. Well, yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that because that's the executive branch telling the legislative branch what to do. And, and the founders knew 
that on all levels of government, there needs to be the branches fighting against each other. Correct. Conflict within the branches is a very good thing for the people because it slows a bad leader of that branch or bad leaders of that branch. It slows them down from making bad decisions quickly. <laughs> it, it, absolutely. And there, I t- had told you when I went to that conference that I got so excited about this man who gave a presentation on parliamentary procedure because he taught me something I didn't know. And I think that's um, something we also all need to do is constantly get educated when we don't know. Yeah. And mine was just sheer ignorance, but I thought a second on a motion meant you agreed with it. And what he explained was a second says, no, now I'm open to debating open, this. Yeah. And I love that the way he said it, I would like to have him come in and maybe do a presentation to maybe perhaps not only our council, but others and even citizens and let them know this is the way the government is supposed to work, and you're supposed to do it publicly. You're not supposed to agree before you get to the meeting how everybody's mm-hmm. going to vote. That doesn't mean they're not informed, but um, the, the citizen engagement part, oh, my goodness, that, that's always so exciting for me. But in talking to voters and going knocking on doors, people are wide awake. Man, they are ready to vote. It's good. And, you know, we had, a, I think, 11% turnout for the last municipal election, which is just that's terrible. terrible. Yeah. But um, if the if the excitement is actually expressed by people going to the polls, then we should have a pretty good voter turnout this year. Of course, we've got three great people, <clears throat> excuse me, running for mayor, and that makes it more exciting because in Noblesville and Fishers, it's there's no there's un, unopposed. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if people get excited. No, I know people do not get as excited as I do about city council, but um, you know we we need them too. There's still a huge get out the vote or in order yeah. that needs to happen, and um, some people are now having to defend their cities against a different party that maybe would not be my choice. So um, yeah, as a conservative, I mean people people like that. I I am very principled. Um, you know, God has really led my path to where I am today. I believe that. And that wasn't some command to go run for clerk treasurer, it, but it just kind of evolved yeah. over many years that I am right in that place. I truly believe where he wants me to be, and I'm going to represent the taxpayers and the community and, and hopefully bridge that gap, like you said. That's awesome. So if people want to get behind you, and I highly recommend if you're in Westfield and you can support Marla, get out and do it. Uh, if they can, if they want to do that, uh, where can they go to find more information about you? So I'm on Facebook. Um, that would be Marla Ayler for Westfield Clerk Treasurer. How do you spell Ayler? Just so everyone knows. A-I-L-O-R. It's like sailor without an S, and you'd be surprised how many people don't know how to spell sailor. And then my website is www.marlaforclerktreasure.com. Cool. Thanks for letting me come on your show today. Well, absolutely. I this is uh, I think this will help listeners and people specifically in Westfield kind of know a little bit about who's running, why they're running, their heart, the heart of the candidate, and uh, and I we just you know, want to give you an opportunity to express your heart and uh, again get out and support Marla. She would be such a competent leader for Westfield. It's really truly I believe it's her time to step into this position to uh, to take Westfield into the next season because there's a lot of growth happening in Westfield. And we need to make sure we're doing it with wisdom and not just saying, oh, look, growth and money. Let's just spend willy-nilly. And, and you would be certainly somebody that would do, do it wise. You're not, you're not an anti-growth person. You're not saying, let's go back to the past. Uh, but you're very much a, let's just make sure we're doing it with wisdom and, and being 
being thoughtful in this and you you would advise the council and the and the mayor's office very well in my opinion on kind of your your thoughts as the clerk treasurer and so so yeah keep keep it up may 2nd is the election and uh early voting is started right now in hamilton county so you can go early vote at the 4-h fairgrounds or the courthouse in westfield you can go to city hall or Cool Creek Nature Center from 2 to 7 on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Friday and Saturday mornings from 10 to 3 this week and next week. And I'll be standing there or someone from my family or one of my friends, and we'd love to see you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Marla. Thanks for coming in. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview with the candidates and hearing the heart of the candidate. Maybe I'll call it that, the heart of the candidate. Oh, I love That's that. kind of cool, huh? That's great. All right. That's, that's what it is. On. Yeah. It's the heart of the candidate here on Jesus, Sex, and Politics. And stay tuned. We'll have a few more candidates uh, that we're going to bring to you in this uh, next couple weeks here as we're getting ready to go out and vote. So get out and vote. Do your civic duty. Till next time. <laughs>